0: A
1: little Pink Floyd bringing us back.
0: He saw Roger
2: Waters. He was bragging. Oh,
1: well, how was it? Pretty fun. I would have
2: loved to go. One of the best stage shows I've ever seen. Oh,
1: I bet. I mean, it's a stage show that's well. There's like a big screen, right? That's over the top of the crowd. Like it's not a like a screen, but it's like a cross, you know? Yeah,
2: it was really cool. Something like that. What was your favorite song that night? I mean, wish you were here, obviously. Mm. Like, that was pretty emotional, I think, for everyone. I would have been there if K State wasn't playing South Dakota at the same
1: time.
0: How dare they, dude? Yeah, what's up with Roger? Yeah.
1: Now, I have met Roger Waters. I met him when I was at the Stern Show.
0: And was he cool? Oh, really?
1: Didn't really say much. And when I say I met him, I'm like, hi. Hi, how's it going? And he the rest like, of it was with the handler that was with him to sign all the paperwork. Yeah, and he, was he, like, just, he had to sign his name to uh, be on TV, the, the,
0: the release. He's a good kid. Who I've never you? seen
1: that interview. Uh, it was, um, I think it was January of 2012, January or February of 2012. He was on the show and it was, it was amazing. It was really good. I'll have to look it up. That's cool. Also another confirmation that uh yeah, the actual like Pink Floyd isn't uh they're not getting back together. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, no.
1: It's he it's him and David Gilmore, right? They're the two that mm-hmm. just hate each other. Yes. Yeah. 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 Not gonna happen. And that was ten years ago. And we're you know, ten years later, millions of dollars would be offered just like for Led Zeppelin. Oh yeah. I mean, just insane, insane. money for them to get back together and tour one time, do like a stadium tour
3: how much alcohol and cocaine would have to be in play for for that to happen just so that they got along.
2: He was drinking like this big, I don't know if it was wine or what it was, but he just kept chugging from this big bottle for the whole concert. Mm.
0: Nice. Guy's like 73.
1: I can't have a, a a gathering with my family without hearing my dad talk about the Pink Floyd concert at Arrowhead Stadium in, like, 86. You're like, I got
0: <laughs> it, dude. He's like,
1: there were 27 semis oh, in the laser like... show, and they did so many semis just to bring in their stuff, and it was, like, four hours long,
0: and... Have I ever told you this? And you're like, yeah, a whole bunch of times, a whole bunch of different times, Dad.
1: Loves bringing it up. Oh. Anytime there's a conversation about concerts. Well, I saw Pink Floyd in 86. <laughs>
0: Oh, boy. No, you didn't. You should be like, no, you didn't. You got proof? You got pictures? Yeah. Were, you th- were you actually there? You should be like, I Googled it, and there was no such concert. Were you high? <laughs> were you high? High? <laughs> Did you smoke those 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 yeah. crazy cigarettes? Did you do pot? <laughs> yeah, do pot. <laughs> <you>.
1: <laughs> uh, it's hour two of the game. We're after work, and it's uh, Mitch Fortner with Troy Coverdale, David G., Travion Birkeland, uh, the breaking news today: Queen Elizabeth II has passed away today. Oh no! I, I saw something about this on Twitter, and I had to go double check. So clearly, like BBC, everything media-wise, and I mean even around here, you know, coverage, you know, whatever is originally scheduled, that is stopped. The, all the news channels are covering it now, but also, I mean, in in Britain, and you guys mentioned earlier, Canada, New Zealand, everywhere, it's 24-hour coverage right now mm-hmm. of this story but BBC America which is of course British broadcasting company but it is the American branch that's out of New York City <laughs> they have not stopped their coverage of what they've been playing since the word came down until since then till about 11 minutes ago they have been playing star trek the next generation and 11 minutes to go, they, they started Office Space.
0: <laughs>
1: all they play is Star Trek on there, it seems like. Uh, yeah. They yeah. paid
0: a lot of money for it, too. So they're going to get their money's worth. And they're like, just,
1: yeah. Well, I remember with BBC America, you know, like today, MTV, it's all ridiculousness. Um, I don't know, you can, There's a whole bunch of it. Just marathon channels, basically. Like Paramount, you get bar rescue all the time. All day. BBC America used to be a marathon channel for Kitchen Nightmares.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right,
1: and I well, I love Kitchen Nightmares. Oh, love love, that show! I love Gordon Ramsay. Mm-hmm. Not anymore though. I haven't are, seen anything like that.
0: Are in you a while. into Restaurant Impossible? You know, I've what?
1: never seen it. Mm. I've never seen it. I've heard of it.
0: It's not bad, but Robert Irvine—he—he's he, the big dude. Who? He? It's just like Gordon Ramsay, but he's not funny. He's just really mean. He's super mean. But Gordon Ramsay's like, we'll call somebody a wombat. You know, and you're like that's really funny, but he's just straight me. All right,
1: let's get to our guest. He's been on hold long enough. Sorry about that, Curry. We're with Curry Sexton now, former K State wide receiver. Do you have a favorite like trashy reality show you like to watch?
4: Oh, you know, I don't. Maybe, maybe first take if you want to call that a, a reality <laughs> show. Um, you know, I give my wife a lot of grief for watching a lot of those reality shows. So. I uh, I must say I'm not really into them. I,
1: I I I get a hard time for watching shows like Survivor mm-hmm. or The Amazing Race. People think they're all scripted, and I'm, I'm sure like you know the producers push them to say a few things, but like the results are are uh, are usually airtight. All right. Anyway, enough of that. Curry. Let's talk <laughs> about the game Saturday. Cats beat the South Dakota Coyotes 34 nothing, and then a new animal will be in town in a couple of days. Is in the Missouri Tigers, but. I guess a takeaway if if there was a negative, if you asked the fans that there were concerns about the passing game, you didn't see any really any aggressiveness, no real you know taking any chances downfield. But I, I want to ask you, you're the expert. I mean, did you leave with any concerns about the passing game?
4: You know my 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 only real concern would be that they that they didn't have an ability to build in-game chemistry. Um, between between Adrian and, and his receivers, um, you know I think a lot of a lot of talk has, has been made about the about you know maybe the game plan was was pretty vanilla and that they didn't show, that they didn't want to show much and and to be honest with you I've never been a big fan of that I don't know how much how true that I, mean, I don't know how many coaches actually go into any game including a game where you're expected to win by a wide margin and say we're not going to show much um because i think if, if that is in fact what's being done i think that takes away from the the chance to improve by building that chemistry i mean adrian's only been here for 9 months um he's he's you know for for a portion of that a large portion of that he was injured and unable to throw um, and build that chemistry with his with his receivers tight ends running backs et cetera. and this was the true first live option to do that and so i think you know, now when we get into a game like this weekend or Tulane or whenever it might be, where he's forced to throw the ball in, a, in an important situation, that chemistry is may not be there. And so that's my biggest concern is that it just seemed like there was a it was a missed opportunity um, for for him and Malik and and Phillip and some of those other guys to get on the same page in a game setting.
1: Yeah, Martinez, he finished 11 for 15 for just 53 yards. I mean, it was 11 for 15 is great, but it, it wasn't anything exciting, right? It was a lot of check downs, a lot of short passes. Did take one shot down the field and just barely missed in triple coverage. Phillip Brooks and also um, DJ Giddens didn't turn around quick enough to catch a touchdown uh, in the end zone. But just just Adrian Martinez himself, including the running game as well. How did you feel about his first game?
4: I, mean, I think he looked. I think he did fine. Um, you know, I think that the just the way that the game played out, um, I think, made it so that maybe there weren't there weren't a lot of opportunities for him. I mean, you score on the first play on a handoff, and then you, and then you have you know the block punt return for to the touchdown, and then Deuce's Deuce's lengthy touchdown run, I and mean, the game was out of hand. Um, pretty early on and so I think with that the tempo completely changed and he just didn't really have a lot of opportunities to go out and make plays um, but what I will say is I was impressed by his ability or his his willingness to throw the check down um, I think that shows a lot of maturity and, and you know I didn't follow him closely at, at Nebraska but I would assume that, that some of his turnovers were um because he tried to force the ball down the field like a lot of young quarterbacks do. And so I think especially when you have a weapon like Deuce Vaughn, uh, being able to throw you know being able to throw the check down is what is what makes a lot of quarterbacks a lot of money in the NFL. Um and it's something that isn't as utilized in the college game, but but it's something that can, you know, really be can really be useful.
1: We're talking with Curry Sexton, former K State wide receiver here on the game. Uh, I'll use uh, your senior year when you played Stephen F. Austin as like an example of where it's an opening game. You want to be vanilla, don't want to put too much on film for Iowa State the next week to use against you. That was a game that got out of – I mean, K-State was leading 28-10 at the half. It was over pretty quickly, you felt like. How many plays do you think you ran in that game?
4: I I mean, more than you would expect, again, when – you know when people talk about oh vanilla game plan and they did you know they 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 didn't they didn't want to show anything. I I I would contest that in a number of ways. I don't think that, that anybody ever goes into a you know into a game like that with a script to say we're going to run twelve plays. Um, you know we're going to run power. We're going to run zone read. We're going to run some basic you know we're going to run some basic schemes and you know some basic pass concepts. I don't think that that's the case because. You know, then you have you have games like Eastern Kentucky in 2011, and and um, and and even Missouri State in 2012 that was close through the first half. Um, if you do that, that you know, then there's that that could really catch up with you. So I think a lot of times there is a full game plan put in place. Now I think Saturday, because of the quick big lead, um, they probably did. You know, get a little bit more simple um as the game went on. but I like I back when we played Stephen F Austin, I think we we had you know we implemented a full game plan and and intended to you know to to do what was needed. Now, obviously, again, when you get up big, things are adjusted. but i I think that um, that 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 by and large their the vanilla game plan idea isn't as true as what as what some on the Twitter sphere or other or message boards might think. Um, especially when you consider the fact that you know South Dakota doesn't run a the same um, defense as in Iowa State. So the game plan is going to be different. I mean, obviously, the personnel and some in and, and some of the concepts are going to be the same, but but by and large, there will be a considerable difference between one week's game plan to the next. Um, so anyway, that's that's my uh, little little diatribe about the, the vanilla game plan thought.
1: Well, clearly the defense was really good. I mean, it was a shutout, 34 nothing, and the you know first-string guys was hardly giving up any yardage, and, and South Dakota's going to probably be the top three when it comes to running the football at the FCS level this year, but we saw a lot of guys get rotated in, even second-string, third-string. A lot of guys got an opportunity, but is, is there a name or two that stood out to you that you were impressed with?
4: Yeah, I, I really like Desmond Purnell. He was a guy that stood out to me. Um, he... he you know, he appeared to have some traits that, you know, his athletic traits seemed to be a little bit different than maybe some, you know, some of the other guys. And he was a guy that flashed um, for me. Um, I thought, you know, I thought sincere Mason, Mason had played well. Um, I think he, you know, his, his, his interception. I mean, that was a nice play. That wasn't an overthrow or something where you see some safeties get an easy pick. I mean, he made a good read on that ball and jumped the route. Um, that was something that impressed me. And then Brendan Mott was another guy that I thought looked good. and and will provide us with some depth on the defensive line. Um, and that is one thing I will say. The defense played awesome. I think anytime you can get a shutout against any opponent, that's huge, huge for morale, confidence, but just just I mean it's awesome to put up zero against any team. Um, and I think I will I will say the one thing that I love about this staff and Coach Kleiman is that that they, you know, they they realize the importance of of really building depth. I think in this day and age, it's good for retention when it comes to, you know, when, with the transfer portal being such a prominent thing, but it's also good for obviously, you know, obviously building true depth. Um, and we've seen in years past where that, that depth is, is really, is you know, something that really is, is, you know, affected or comes into play. You know, you think about um, Echo Boydo a few years ago. He was a guy who was relatively unknown, wasn't expected to produce a whole lot, gets thrown into the fire and, and has you know never looked back, sort of his own Wally Pit moment. Um, and I think you know again, you do that where you're playing two and three deep at, at every position. Not only are you figuring out which guys maybe are going to show you a little bit more in a game setting than they have in practice, but you're you're getting guys some some you know some run during the fire. So if they have to get checked in and the you know when we play Oklahoma in a couple of weeks, they're ready to roll.
1: Curry, you were on the team when K State last played Missouri before they jumped to the SEC in twenty eleven. I, I don't know you didn't play, but is there anything you recall from that week or from that game that has, has stood in your mind as a as a memory?
5: Yeah, that was a that was
4: it that was an interesting one. Um and I so I think I, I only played special teams that game. Um but I can recall I mean, you know, they had some guys. I mean you remember James Franklin and T J Mo. Um and I'm sure some other names that I've forgotten. But the the, the thing that really sticks out to me was um, the very first play play of the game. Ty Zimmerman intercepts James Franklin, and I think given the way that we were playing at that point in time, um, I think once that happened, there was there was kind of a, a quiet confidence or or a belief that this game's over. Um, you know, which which I, looking back, you know that game was a lot closer than it should have been. Um, but it was you know a fairly comfortable comfortable win in the end but that's really all I remember is that it was just kind of an odd game I, I think it was an early kick I, I believe it was a gloomy day there just wasn't it just wasn't the most exciting game and really the, the lasting memory is the Tieserman interception and I think that was a game where you know maybe we had a third down and plus territory um, you know where we're calling, rolled out and threw a through a pass to Andre McDonald that he kind of snagged out of thin air with one hand to seal the game. Those are really the only two things I remember.
1: Well, looking at the game Saturday, if this is like a college game day pick I could see, you know, everybody like on a national level thinking this might be a tricky one, even though K State favored by seven and a half, but Missouri was offensively pretty impressive against Louisiana Tech. But that was a you know, Louisiana Tech defense, it just wasn't uh, very strong. But Missouri was terrible against the run last year. But uh, you mentioned that uh, that bond between Adrian Martinez and uh, the wide receivers didn't quite click in the first game, so they're going to have to grow together in the second game. Do you have a prediction for K State Missouri?
5: Cool.
4: Um, yeah I, I, I like the cats to win. I like the cats to win by you know I like them to cover. Um, I would, I'm going to go with uh, how about 34 to 20? Love it. That's what I'm going to go with. I think I think K State. You know I think they're going to show up. I think they. You know I think we're. I think we're. You know we're a really good football team, and and I think uh, first big game. You know a lot to prove early on in the season. I think uh, I think I think Kleiman's going to get the guys to get ready, and I think it's going to be an, impre- an impressive performance. You going to be there? Uh, unfortunately, no. I'm getting ready to get in the car and drive to Garden City for a wedding this weekend.
1: Well, I think you're going to miss one of the rowdier environments. You might be able to uh, compare it to Auburn in 2014, just about an amped-up atmosphere with both K-State fans and some uh, Missouri fans showing up. But, uh, Corey, awesome to talk with you again, and we look forward to talking to you next week.
4: Yeah, thanks, guys.
1: That's Curry Sexton, former Wildcat wide receiver here on the game. And when we come back, we'll take a quick break. We're going to get a Mizzou preview with Blair Kirkhoff of the Kansas City Star, and that's next. Let's talk Missouri Tigers. Visiting Manhattan for the first time since 2011. They are the opponent in week two. It is an 11:01 kickoff from Bill Snyder Family Stadium. It's also the band day. A lot of bands going to be there, Troy. Outstanding. Um, and also, we're now going to be joined by Blair Kirkhoff from the Kansas City Star, who is going to fill us in on uh, the scout about the Missouri Tigers. Blair Eli Drinkwitz is now in his third season with the Missouri Tigers and first couple of years in Columbia, going to about five hundred, now exactly five hundred with the impressive win a couple of Thursdays ago against Louisiana Tech. But for this third season, what are the expectations for Coach Drinkwitz?
5: He came to Missouri, you know, from one year at Appalachian State where he was terrific, right? They they go twelve and one that season they beat South Carolina and North Carolina on the road. And uh, it was a popular hire, but the expectations were really low in his first year. But they go 5-5 five and five and beat a couple of ranked SEC teams. LSU, the first LSU loss after LSU had won the national championship with Joe Burrow. And, and Arkansas was a really big win for him that first year. So you could say he overachieved the first year. So that raised expectations for year two and they go six and six and I think underachieved in year two. So we've got you know, one year where he beat expectations and another year where he didn't meet them. That kind of put a little pressure on him coming into this year. He doesn't have his returning starting quarterback. He changed up quarterback. His starter transferred out. And so Brady Cook comes in and becomes a starter for the first time. And that's a long way of saying that expectations are a little kind of in a strange place for him. I I think that if Missouri ends up getting bowl eligible this year, getting six wins, that'll be seen as a success.
1: So game one of the season, Missouri comes out with a big win, fifty-two twenty-four, and looked good offensively. But uh, before we get to the offense, a member of the offense, Curtis Looper, it was announced by Coach Drinkwitz that he might be out six to eight weeks and slated to be a starter. Is that a pretty big blow for this offense?
5: I, I, I don't know how how big a blow it is. Uh, look, it, it's it's a it's a shame. I mean, it's uh, you know, the, the the announcement of him not being available. That day, in fact, uh, he entered the hospital that morning, morning of the game, which was played last Thursday. And uh, Eli Drinkwitz opened his press conference, post game press conference, by announcing it, said uh, he would be out for six to eight weeks. Um, but they go, you know, that night they go out and, and run up 558 yards total offense and and score 45 of the 52 points that Missouri scored that night. So. I don't. I think from an impact standpoint, it uh, you know you hate to won't be a, a serious blow to the to the depth of Missouri.
1: Blair Kirkhoff of the Kansas City Star is our guest. So the quarterback is Brady Cook. He's in his third year with the program, and he he wins the starting job. The debut against Louisiana Tech. How solid did he look? I mean, the stats say he was solid, but how did he look? And what makes him dangerous as a quarterback?
5: Yeah, I, I think solid's a, a good description of his his first game. He, you know, this is a guy who started the bowl game for Missouri last season. He, you know, he Connor Connor Bazelak had been the starter throughout the, uh, 2021, uh, and then it became apparent that Eli Drink was wanted to make a change at quarterback, and Brady Cook started. Bazelak transferred two days later, so it, it wasn't like Cook didn't have starting experience, and so he he he, he was fine uh, he, for a first basically a first-time starter, at least starter in an opener. He, he managed the game well. Nothing spectacular. He, 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 he did something that, that Bazelak didn't do, and that was use his legs to, uh, to move the offense. He's a, he's a good running quarterback. He's elusive. So that, that's an added dimension to Missouri's offense that wasn't there a year ago. But, um, but he gets passing marks for for his first game. He did throw an interception in the red zone, but it was a it was a tipped ball. Probably threw it a little too hard and went off the hands of uh, of the receiver. But other than that, I, I'd give him a solid B for his uh, effort in the opener
1: offensively, in a game like that where the, the game is getting out of hand, you're going to see a lot more players get some time to uh, get some experience. In K-State with the same thing against South Dakota. Got to see a lot of players play who may not get to play in a matchup like K-State and Missouri. But offensively, truly, like how many players do you think are options, like true options to be playmakers for Missouri on offense?
5: Well, I'll tell you, the one that comes to mind immediately is Going to be, I think, the best prospect on the field Saturday, and that's the the freshman wide receiver, Luther Bird, the third. This was everybody's first glimpse of him in a college uniform on Thursday, and every time he touched the ball, something electric seemed to happen. The first time he touched the ball, he, he's lining up in, in the Wildcat and takes a snap and goes 17 yards. Uh, his first reception or uh, his first touchdown comes on a, on a reception where he catches the ball on the flat at the 10, makes two tacklers miss him and, and then runs through two into the end zone. So this guy's a he's a five-star prospect and best receiver in the uh, freshman prospect in the country, pick Missouri over the likes of Alabama and Georgia. So uh, he is, he's something special and, I'm really looking forward to seeing him play against a uh, a power five defense like uh, in, in Kansas State. But he he is the he is the Tigers' top, top playmaker, and they have others at, at wide receiver. They, are, they that's their strongest position uh, position group. They're they're just so deep there. Running back, they're they're having to replace a guy who was first team All SEC and Tyler, Tyler Beatty, but they have in the fold uh, you know a transfer. Uh, Nathan Pete, who went to Columbia Rockbridge High, but spent his first, uh, I think it's three years at Stanford, transferred back to Missouri. Uh, had a touchdown run and, and led the Tigers in rushing last week. So, they, they this is a this is a team that does have some playmakers. Uh, when they get the ball in the hands of the right people. Uh, those guys can uh, they can get into the end zone. Blair
1: Kirchhoff is our guest from the Kansas City Star. Flip side of the football, the Missouri defense, it wasn't a secret last year that they did struggle, certainly against the run, but was the game this last Thursday against... Louisiana Tech was it convincing enough to tell you that okay this should be a different year with the defense
5: yeah there was enough there now it was it was Louisiana Tech it was the first game of a new coach who put in a new system an air raid system right it was Sonny Cumbies the head coach the old Texas Tech quarterback who learned you know who learned offense under Mike Leach that you know we're all familiar with so they're not going to run for a lot of yards anyway But they're going to play some hurry up and try to get as many snaps as they can. And still, Missouri held them to eleven, sorry, eight yards rushing. So that was an incredible improvement over what what Missouri showed last year. You were right. A year ago, they were horrible on uh, in rushing defense. Uh, 124th out of 130 in in NCAA uh, in rushing defense, giving up about 230 yards game. So uh, what, what what we saw in the opener was some contributions from transfers, including uh, and especially linebacker Tyron Hopper, H-O-P-P-E-R, transfer from Florida, uh, played the last three seasons at Florida in his first game at Missouri, comes up with six tackles, an interception, a sack, and I thought was the best player on the field in, in that game. They had a, a pick six from uh, Joseph Charles, Char- uh, Charleston, the safety cl- transfer from Clemson, uh, uh, Jaden Jernigan, defensive lineman, uh, from Oklahoma State had a sack. So, you know, they, they returned eight players with starting experience in a Tigers uniform. And then they added a, a bunch of transfers, uh, from, from power programs and, and voila that defense looked a lot better on on Thursday night than it did at just about any time last
1: season well Blair to wrap up this game this rivalry hasn't been played since 2011 that was the year right before Mizzou left for the SEC but I mean what a rivalry it was through the big eight and the big 12 and now they finally play but these players I mean they're probably grade school right when this game was last played this rivalry when they were in the same conference together I mean do you sense a buzz hasn't been talked about a buzz with the team or just the fan base of Mizzou ready for this ball game that's going to be sold out?
5: Yeah, I think there is a buzz. A lot of Missouri fans have been talking about this game, especially the ones in Kansas City, you know, the ones west of Mizzou, have talked about this game ever since it came on the schedule, which I think was in 2017. And, you know, you're right. Look, they haven't played since 2011. They were, you know, Big 12, Big 8, Big 7, Big 6. Missouri Valley Intercollegiate Athletic Association rivals. They they were rivals for a century. Missouri goes to the SEC, and and they shut down relations for uh, about a decade. But I think especially for fans... That are east of Kansas State and west of Mizzou. This is so much fun, and we're all happy that it's happening. And look, even though they haven't been on the field, they absolutely meet on the recruiting trail, especially in and around Kansas City, a lot. So there, there is a. These are staffs that know each other, even though the Missouri staffs only been there for a couple of years. They know each other. They've run into each other on the recruiting trail, and and I know it's just a two year series. Future football schedules are, for the most part, are set for, for many years. But I'm, I'm hoping that these schools find a way to continue to play each other down the road.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's been fun watching the fans go back and forth on social media. And, yep. I mean, Sold-out games, standing-room-only tickets remaining. And, uh, I mean, if you look on secondary sites, tickets are north of 100 bucks, the cheapest. So, yeah, I would say just based on that, there's a lot of hype around this game that kicks off at uh, 11 a.m. But, Blair, greatly appreciate your time and safe travels to Manhattan. Thank you, Mitch. Spoiler Kirkhoff from the Kansas City Star with us on the game with the preview of the Missouri Tigers. When we come back, number one song of the day, next.
2: You know the bed feels
4: warmer Sleeping here alone You know i dream. dreaming do the things i want you think you got the best of me think you've had the last laugh but you think that everything good is gone
1: i know this was released in the 2010s but i think
0: everybody knows it it's one of them jams
3: here it comes what
0: doesn't kill you makes you stronger
1: Alright, so this is from 2012 It's Kelly Clarkson And the way the song is titled It is Stronger And then in parentheses What doesn't kill you I I mean, she got it backwards It's the other way I mean, lyrically, it's backwards
0: Not an English major (laughs) But
1: uh, three weeks At number one Singer, songwriter, author, and television personality From Fort Worth, Texas she rose to fame after winning the first season of American Idol which was 20 years ago 4 days ago. So wow. on, on September 4th was that first winner of American Idol was announced.
0: Her and Justin Guarini from Kelly to Justin. Remember that movie? No. One of hey. the
3: worst
1: movies yeah. terrible.
0: One of the worst movies of all time.
1: I don't I've never heard of it. Yeah. And the winner of American Idol,
0: Kelly Clarkson. No,
1: you're supposed to wait. Oh. That's the what the pause was for. Anyway, uh, she has sold 25 million albums worldwide, uh, 45 million in singles worldwide. Uh, she's also been a coach on The Voice and The Kelly Clarkson Show, which has been on since uh, 2019. VH1 ranked her 19th on their list of the 100 greatest women in music. 19?
0: In music? Like.
3: History. Oh,
0: my God.
3: Um, no. My dad calls her Yelly Kelly. Yelly Kelly. She does Travion need- doesn't get it. He got a little tired of hearing the, uh, her Christmas interpretations. It is. It is
0: true. I don't know what it is about like the the song contest people, but they belt out every song like if they're Whitney Houston performing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. You don't have to do that. You don't have to scream the whole. And I mean this. I mean, talk about irony. I'm saying you don't have to scream all the time, but you don't. You don't have to like belt it out every. And I'm, wait, this girl needs to just come out with the country album already.
3: Well, to I always kind of assumed that she was country music, but yeah. I, you know, they, they started her in pop and she shifted to country over time. Ah,
1: well, I mean, I think I just get her confused with Carrie Underwood. Sure.
2: Understand. Uh, Travion, who's your favorite winner of American Idol? I don't really have a favorite. I mean, I don't know.
0: I
1: couldn't I, tell you. I, I don't know if I could tell you another one beside. Oh, c- carry on to what you want, American Idol, right?
0: Scotty McCreary. Mm-hmm. Oh, Did he I win? Uh, m- mine's uh, Ruben Studdard. I
2: remember Frozen him. Wow. He, he... No more.
0: People yeah. loved him because
1: he kicked over a mic stand. Wasn't that him?
0: I think so. He's a big dude? Yes. Yeah. Wait, no,
1: maybe I'm getting him mixed up.
0: Ruben St- Stuttered was
3: my guy.
1: No, no, no. That's a different person different person. I'm thinking of Taylor Hicks.
3: Oh. I think it was Taylor Hicks, the one that kicked over the yeah, mic stand. What about uh, Taylor Hicks, Anderson Cooper's alt-identity. Alt Sanjaya. <laughs> Sanjaya. Oh,
0: man. That was I've
1: huge. I've never watched a season of American Idol. Nope. I, I had to Google winners. No. About,
0: I had no idea. What about uh, Daughtry? Didn't he win? No. Finished fourth,
3: win. if I remember oh. right. Fourth. He had well, the song Home. Clay right? Aiken.
0: Coming
3: home. Clay Aiken was the uh, same season as Reuben Stoddard.
0: Yeah, Reuben beat him, baby. Yeah! yeah.
1: Uh, let's see here. So, uh, lyrically, I mean, the, I mean, it's about empowerment, recovery over a heartbreak. The song, though, was actually inspired by a... a I don't know what to really call him. A, a philosopher, I guess. His name is Frederick... Nietzsche, and right now Troy will tell us all about him. Nietzsche. I was. I looked up.
3: It said Nietzsche. I know. I'm being sarcastic. Oh, okay. But do you know anything about him? Very little. Oh, I'd love to know. I just recognize the name. If yeah. you, if I, you know anything, I have, anything, I have not enough time. No, no, okay. I do not. It, it's one of those where. Oh, okay. Yeah, I recognize it. Well, mm-hmm. his
1: famous quote was, "That which does not kill us makes us stronger." That's him. Uh, I don't know how Kelly Clarkson heard. Oh, actually, she didn't write the song. <laughs> Songwriters did.
0: I don't know how no, they found
1: out about this guy. I
0: thought that I read somewhere that Kelly Clarkson was really into philosophy. German philosophy. Yeah, German philosophy.
1: Pre-Nazi era,
0: too. Yeah. Um, wow. It is not a lack of love, but a lack of friendship that makes unhappy marriages. You remember that. And you remember that, too, Trey.
3: What'd you say? Would that be she's speaking on her own failed marriage? No, this is Nietzsche. Really? Oh. <laughs> <I> <laughs>
0: mean, Kelly Clarkson said, he's hey. quotes." she said, hey, y'all, be st- hey, yeah. y'all, stick, yeah. stick around. I've got a brand new pasta recipe. A several pasta recipes. Oh, to go boy, really. right. Knock your socks off, y'all.
1: Hey, one, <laughs> of the,
3: one of the aspects of this in terms of her going country was that she was married to Reba McIntyre's stepson. Oh, well, how about that? How about Reba? Playing Shout Cupid. Shout out to Reba. <laughs> being the old, being the
0: mother-in-law. Can you imagine? I bet Reba's just the worst. I was. Always, I always
1: thought she was kind. Of, she seemed kind of cool to me. Yeah, I ever told I, you am a fan of Reba?
0: Have I ever told you my Reba McIntyre story? No. Oh no, but go ahead. God.
1: I think this is a good platform for this story. So
0: I'm going. I'm at the Double Flying J. First of all, you're full of crap, already, no, Aren't you? Straight up. <laughs> fly. I'm at the fly. We stop off at the Flying J truck stop there in Salina. And get out, and there's a "A huge tour bus, but it doesn't have anything on. It's just huge. And I go out, and I'm walking into the bathroom, and Reba comes walking right out, right in front of me, and she kind of bumps into me, and she goes, "Hey, watch it in there! I blew it up and and got on the and left."
1: Oh, that's a that's a hard one to believe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You guys believe whatever you want, but Reba. Was like, hey, watch out. I blew it up in there. And I go, there's men's and women's bathrooms. And she goes, Poof, and walked off. It was weird. Ran into
1: Vanessa yeah. Hudgens in New York City one time. We bumped into each other. Vanessa Hudgens, I feel like, is a name yeah. some folks might know. Yeah. High school musical. Yeah, high school. Mu- uh, bumped she turned the corner. And I was turning the same corner. Bump. Oh, oh sorry, sorry, sorry. And there were paparazzi. I was like, the oh. paparazzi right outside. No, no, no. They couldn't see me, but I remember seeing the flashes. The, yeah, the camera. I was like, okay. So I stepped outside. I was like, I, I had to go ask him. I was like, who was that? And they're like Vanessa Hudgens. I was like, oh, that's oh, great. Cool. I guess I- she's
0: gorgeous. But you could, it could have been like in the movies. You know, like she's running away from the paparazzi because Zac Efron, like you know, made her mad or something. And then she runs into you, and like you like knock her down, or she knocks a bunch of your papers off, out of your hands for the Stern Show. Yeah, and they're like, oh my god. And then you lock eyes and you're like, well, who is that? They're like, hey, dummy, that's Vanessa Hood. Well, the
1: reason I went outside to begin with was a bit shady because the the HR lady for the Stern Show gave me like these two big shopping bags, like the paper shopping bags, full of random stuff. And she's like, uh, go outside and just stand in front of the doors right by the curb. And somebody's going to pull up and pick up those bags. And somebody rolls up in a Cadillac. And picks up those bags. I'm like, what was I just handing off? Yeah. I don't know to this day, but it was weird.
0: Accessory to a crime, Mitch, you're arrested.
1: I uh I also had dinner next to Caroline Ray one time. Whoa. Now oh. you may know her from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Comedian. But I remember her, yes, as a comedian, but also as America's sweetheart on Hollywood Squares. I remember- with Tom Bergeron and Whippy Goldberg.
0: Whoopi Goldberg. That's where I remember her. I don't remember her f- from either one of those. I remember her from uh Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire.
1: I haven't seen that one.
0: <laughs> I, I just looked that up. I do. Caroline Ray, she seems really funny and really cool. She is really funny. She's really funny. Yeah. But um, hey, back to Kelly Clark. Clark, what's the over under on her uh sh- her show? What seasons lasted, you know what I mean? Three seasons? Four seasons? Oh, she's already
3: uh, working on three now. Yeah. Really? Started in 2020. Well, whose is going to last longer, Kelly Clarkson's or Drew Barrymore's?
0: Oh, Drew Barrymore. No, Kelly Clarkson, because Drew Barrymore's going to get
1: bored. I actually saw a clip from the Drew Barrymore show the other day of her talking to Keanu Reeves. It was like a really deep story about how like she felt... She never felt more alive than when she was at a sweet 16 and Keanu Reeves picks her up on a motorcycle and just takes her away. No And way. she's like, oh, I just never felt more alive. i like, I wish I could. She really is somebody that appreciates life. I don't know if I'll ever be able to appreciate life on her level ever. Yeah. It's because she had a bit of a rough childhood.
0: Yeah, she did. And she so grew up she, very fast.
1: Yeah. Uh, You want some more on Stronger by Kelly yeah. Barks? I think I got a few more things here. Yeah. Um, so, this was a song that quickly became an anthem for uh, Drag Nation. Um, also, uh, when this took the number one spot on the Dance Club Play Songs chart, Clarkson became the first hardest to ever have topped the Hot 100 in each of Billboard's Dance Club Play Songs, Country Songs, Adult Contemporary, and Adult Pop Songs. She was the first to go number
3: one in all of them. Oh, Neat, you know- right? Go ahead. Sorry. I just was going to point out, and the song was also utilized in an infamous Buick ad that has her seated seated next to Mister Back, 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 back oh, really? himself, Berman, right. Chris Berman. Never saw that. And I forget who was in the back seat of it, but they're all in the car belting yeah, out stronger. Singing. Yeah. And by the way, sales
1: figures for this song. It surpassed Carrie Underwood's before he cheats to become the best-selling American Idol single of all time. But it's no longer number one. It is now number two to Home by Philip Phillips.
0: Yeah, I love that guy. (laughs) What a stupid name. You need to get Philip Phillips? What you that stupid? can't be his real name. That's dumb. That
1: can't be. I got to look it up. Hey,
0: one thing about Drew Barrymore, she was on the Norm MacDonald show. Oh, um, yeah. they so used his, to be married. Or no, I'm
1: sorry. I'm thinking uh, Tom
0: Green. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. He was, hey, she was
1: uh, on- I married uh, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> Drew Barrymore. <laughs> that
0: was a disaster. And she, oh. Real she quick. Was-
1: Philip Phillips, that is his real name.
0: <sighs> that sucks to be him because that's and terrible.
1: Here's the kicker. It's Phillip Phillips Jr. Oh, my his God. His dad before him. A
0: family full of buffoons. And She she was on the Norm Macdonald show, and she loved all his dumb jokes. And I always thought she was so sweet. Her favorite was um, all the planets in her solar system are named after Greek gods, except for Earth, which is named after all that stuff on the ground.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm <key>. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Barrymore
0: wow. really funny
1: is the sweetest, coolest celebrity yeah, probably out she's there. She's
0: really, really sweet. She's really sweet. Super sweet. Very talented, too.
1: Well, uh, Travion, you know what? Get us out when we need to get out. We might be able to squeeze in one question here for a little Ask Us Anything.
0: Travion, get us out of here when we need to get out of here, dude. We've been asking you for help. Hey, today's Ask a K-Rock went over like a lead balloon. Um, People weren't into it. Um, They say old dogs can't can't learn new tricks. What about you? What is something new that you just... (laughs) For me, the qu- the answer is always NFTs, dude. I like people can explain that to me all they want. I don't know what's going on.
3: Yeah, that in crypto, I I yeah. just kind of blow off because yeah. I don't really even want to try to dig into I, it.
0: I don't know, Trayvon, do you know about it?
2: I I'm in the same boat. I don't hmm. understand a lot of it. I've tried to put my money towards crypto, but I'm sorry, it, I just lose money. You're not a, a resident so young person. You're supposed to know about. Stuff I know, that but. About. I don't know. If NFTs just also seem sketch to me, like I don't want to put my money towards something that's like in the cloud like that.
3: It's scary. You're you're better off gambling. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) on (laughs) DraftKings. I'll uh, I'll I'll never probably learn if if I. if
1: I tried, I probably could, but I just don't have the drive for it just to be like really good at social media uh, and like regularly posting things. TikTok, I'll never be on. No, I'm barely. You know, I, I know just enough to get by on Snapchat. I barely use that anymore.
0: Yeah, your Twitter game pretty strong, I think. I think you I, I've drawn really back,
1: enough. man. I'm starting to just really not like social media. So I've really stepped back from posting a lot of stuff. Uh, I'll retweet stuff, but, like, I I do not put opinionated things on no. Twitter hardly ever.
0: Hell, you don't even have to say anything about, like, in, a, in a opinion. You can be like, I love those Honeycrisp apples. And people are like, oh,
5: really? Well, well you okay. know how they come
0: up with those, don't you?
1: So, last night, so... uh it was uh, Marquis Noel put on Twitter last night that he said insomnia cookies are better than crumble or oh, whatever. I, saw yes. that. I actually agree. Yeah, uh, but Rob Velker was like the only one that chimed in to be like, "Oh, uh, you're an idiot and wrong." <laughs> yeah, so.
0: dude, I saw that. He got kind of roasted for that one. Yeah, but
1: Marquis Noel, if you're listening, hey bud, uh, big fan, and I agree. <laughs> Shout out to Spanish Harlem. Uh, a lot of Harlem guys on the team this this upcoming season. All right, let's bounce. Uh, best of show tomorrow. Troy will have some high school football, Manhattan High and T High. I'll be calling some uh, K-State soccer on ESPN Plus tomorrow at 7 o'clock against Yale. For Travion, DG, Troy, I'm Mitch. Go Cats. Beat Mizzou.